so fill this room. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, fill this room. Yes. Shekinah glory, sweet perfume. Because we need your presence. We need you, Holy Spirit, fill this room. This is the Apostle and Prophet Chris Ward. This is the Voice of Dominion broadcast. We thank God for everybody who's in the sound. If you're taking time out of your busy life to listen to the gospel, God bless you. May this time be most fruitful to you. Um, this is the Voice of Dominion broadcast. Uh, we are taping at KTYM radio st- station, but this also goes to Spotify, Pandora, Anchor FM, um, all the Apple uh, uh, podcasts. You can find us. Just look for Apostle Chris Ward, Voice of Dominion, and you can pull the show up as well as YouTube. YouTube every Saturday, we have a a gospel church service that is aired on YouTube going to almost 8 billion people around the world. We thank God for the ability to use the media. And I thank God for wisdom because even before the pandemic, we were on YouTube. It had been suggested to me to go on YouTube to be able to reach people. Um, and my vision is to lead over a billion people to the Lord. One billion people. It's large. Somebody say, you're crazy. Yes, I am. But if you look at the Bible, uh, Jesus had 120 people that were in the upper room who got filled with the Spirit. At that time, you find that in Acts chapter 2, 120 people took the gospel to the entirety of the known world. All ethnicities, they reached them. Okay. After the Holy spirit and they didn't have, they didn't have the public media of print, print media. They certainly didn't have the social media that we have today. No Twitter, no Facebook, no Instagram, no YouTube, uh, Twitch, switch, switch, and all this other stuff. Uh, what's that one where they'd be dancing all the time? Uh, anyway, there's about 50 different types of social media. And if you look at your emails and you look at, you know, uh, all forms of social media, they didn't have any of that. And so is it impossible for me as an apostle to raise up a thousand ministers in the X and Z generation that will take the gospel to the world? That is my call. That is my mission. That's why I was born. And I plan on getting it done. And it's, uh, you know. She said, Holy Spirit, fill this room. Now, let's look at what took place in the pandemic. First of all, let me say hello to my, my assistant. Hello, my assistant. Hola, como estas? And would you translate for the people who are not? <laughs> no, hello, how are you? <laughs> for the people who are not Spanish, she's fluent in Spanish and English and is the most prolific evangelist on the face of the earth. Um, she's the first of... Many, well, there'd be not, what I say, a thousand, it's 999 more I need just like her who getting souls on a regular basis. How many souls did you get? Uh, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about radical evangelism. Let's clarify this. I didn't get any souls. God okay. Got, God but how many people did you lead to the Lord? Yesterday was 19. 19 people. Uh, were you in the church service when you did that? No, I wasn't. And where were you? <laughs> I was in Los Angeles at a COVID 
testing site. At a testing site. And that's a that's a great place. And I said, you didn't do a drive by, you did a walk up and walk, walk up by. And walk. <laughs> One of the gyms that we work out at, they have a testing site. You got to get tested before you can go into the go into the gym. And so you have numbers of people, line of people, depending on what time you get there, seven o'clock, they're waiting. They 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 just waiting around like bees on honey, waiting to get a Corvid test so they can one, clear their conscience or, or, or escape the fear mechanism that this whole pandemic has 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 caused people to be uh, pushed into. But two, so they can continue to, to visit places and go places and do things. You have to have one. I did last rites for one of the associates of our ministry, and he called me. He said, my dad's in the hospital. And I said, well, what's going on with him? And they said, and he said, well, he, he, he had a dementia, and then he had three three heart attacks and um i said he had three he said he had three heart attacks i said well has your pastor has his pastor been there to to minister to him because he explained to me that the situation was dire and they didn't expect him to live and he said well he's really not uh cognizant right now this that and the other but you know if you could come by the hospital and just pray for him at the time i went by there nobody was there in that room this dying man except for me him and the Holy Spirit. Now, somebody said him. Well, he wasn't cognizant. His 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 mind might have been stilled, but his soul was alive. And I and I've said this millions of times. Listen, when you're going into a hospital and somebody been in an accident or they had a disease, their soul and their spirit is still alive until they're pronounced dead. The spirit doesn't leave the body until the body is no longer able to to hold the spirit. And that's what you call physical death, spiritual death. Nobody dies after afterward. Once you are born into this earth's realm, it's eternal. God doesn't do anything temporary. Your birth was not a temporary event and you died at uh, 79. It was, you were only going to exist for 79 years after you, your spirit leaves the body and your soul, you either going to live in the presence of God or you're going to bust hell wide open. And I came and I can show it over and over again. You go to Luke chapter 16. Okay, you see the rich man that wanted Moses to cross the cross the Gulf to to give him to just he said, just put your finger in some water and touch my tongue with it. Moses was in the paradise in the center of the earth. The other man was in burning fire. So it's there. Okay, nobody wants to deal with that. And but it makes me even more urgent in this world. When you think about all the people who have passed away unnecessarily. All this stuff that's going on with the vaccines and what you can't do. And it set people on, on edge. And really what God has set this whole thing up is so that people, the one, the remnant of people who are going to depend on him totally and completely to be pressed into a place where they have to use sovereign, the sovereign spirit of faith every day to not only to survive, but to 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 continue to thrive he said i came that you might have life and have it more abundantly to have the abundant life and we we were listening to my, my sister was listening to an older recording of dr frederick casey price this was done what 32 years ago we tried to determine okay. the time 32 years ago and he talked about he had been preaching 10 years prior to this this recording that he took 10 years prior to he had been preaching on the abundant life of Christ Jesus. And his confession was, I have achieved that. He said, how many of you guys that heard that teaching 10 years ago, 
Okay, and I was a member there. I used to sit on the front row. I was commiserating with my uh, with my sister and telling her I used to sit on the front row there every Sunday at seven. They didn't open the doors to eight. The recording to his service didn't start until 10, and I would go there, and we'd be standing outside to get in to hear Dr. Frederick Casey Price. Shout out to him. I know he got a mansion in heaven. He had one here, so you know he got one there, okay? And I know it's a lot of people, you know, deviate. Oh, he was a prosperity preacher. The two things I learned from him is how to believe God for money, okay, and how to believe God for health, and it's changed my life forever. But he said to the people that were there, on a taping that she's listening to that's over 30 years old now, 10 years prior to that, how many of y'all was here when I taught on that 10 years ago? And I, I don't tell you, but it's on YouTube, so you probably can go and see. But then he said, now, how many of you guys have achieved abundant life? Just a handful of hands went up. Now, that dome seats 10,000 people. So what are we doing with the gospel Okay. Yes, you have your business. Yes, you have your family. Yes, you have your job. Yes, you have this, your house. You have all of that. Okay. Thank the Lord. But there are people that are dying and languishing every day that are not getting an opportunity to receive Christ Jesus. Now we're going to open up in uh, in in, um, Mark 16. Let me set this up for you. This is Jesus appearing to his disciples after he had been raised from the dead. He fulfilled the promise of the death, burial, and resurrection. The only thing that hadn't taken place at this point is the ascension. He had not ascended in the heavens, okay? Uh, uh, let's see. Read. Just read 16 and read on down. I'm going to let you read, read on down okay, today. One. We're going to exercise your voice. Yeah, one. Uh, Mark 16, one. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, had bought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came into the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? Now, this is where his body had been buried. This is the circumstances taken. His disciples will come and steal to, to give him honor. Okay. Go ahead, verse, verse, verse 4. four. And when they looked, they saw the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in long white garment, and they were affrighted. An angel. Go ahead. And he saith unto them, Be not affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they lay him. Okay, so stop right there. Let's go back to this Dr. Price thing. So he is risen. The gospel of Jesus Christ was given to us that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He is the, the way, the truth, and the life. And if we get on that track and we go, and no pandemic can touch you. No sickness and disease, just my per, my own personal testimony. I'm constantly out amongst large groups of people. All glory to the Lord. Like like my sister said, I give God the glory. We we went to a Christmas uh, food giveaway. How many people did you say was there? I don't know. Uh, hundreds. More than, yeah, several hundred. Several hundred people all lined up looking for somebody to give them something. Okay. And we ministered, what did we lead? We led 100 and almost 140 people to the Lord that day. Okay, 140. We were in cl- close proximity. There's no way 
that first of all, they had this program, they had this moderator, he was Spanish and he was teaching um he was he was talking about giving away some some skateboards. They had toys and stuff that the different toy manufacturers had given to draw the people out so they can give them some food. And but guess what? No gospel was being preached. So I stood there for about two minutes right next to him. There's a, they had a little roped off section, and I pushed up into the roped off section and had my hand up like that. And he kept looking at me. I said, and I, I told him, I need the mic. I need the mic. He didn't know me. I had never met him before. Never met him before. Okay, and finally he got tired of me waving at him, and people was looking at me, and somebody was shooting this on a, on a phone for their. I guess they had a YouTube or a podcast or something. He was shooting this, and he finally came over. There was a lady that was singing. Okay, when she started singing, he came over to me. He said, "Yeah, what can I do?" I said, "Listen, I need that mic, man. I need to make an altar call." I broke the program open. Listen, this is supposed to be God. This is a gospel event. The man who runs the food bank is an ordained elder. Y'all doing all this yippy snippy about, you know, entering the lottery so you can give your kid a skateboard. These people need Jesus. Because it was poor people all the way out. The line wrapped around about a half a mile. Then it went up, out down the street. When we got there, it was going down the street. People standing in line. To get a basket of food. And they give away baskets of food. He he gave away over 400,000 pounds of food. So that's just one occasion. But continually, I'm the president of the National Football League Players Association. We have meetings. I'm there. And nobody that has been associated with coming to our church or any of the events where we're at has ever been stricken with Corvette, Alpha, Beta, Delta, Delta, Cormoran, or whatever. Why? We pray. Everything is covered in prayer. See, I ain't playing. This ain't no joke to me. This is real. Okay. Why? My testimony had never been sick. Not one day. Now, there are some days, okay, after 22 years of high contact football that I must admit that I have to, you know, pray to get up and that my joints is working. My mind stays sharp because I meditate scripture about mm, two to three Hours a day, I meditate scripture, and then I talk to the Holy Spirit. He talks to me. When stuff comes on my body, he said, here's the scripture. Speak the word. I, I, I let that word come out of my mouth, and before long, the anointing shows up, and I'm energized. Okay? I'm energized. I'm ready to go. And nobody in our ministry, nobody in our we – have, we have a real estate school where we have people in a tight, close room, not much bigger than this, this studio. We have five to ten people who gather, and we, and we got a whiteboard, and we got a camera and all this, and I'm training people to, on in the inner cities to buy the, buy the properties back and all that. Not one person ever been stricken. We only had one person that came that we couldn't let her in because we took her temperature, and her temperature was high. And I told her, I said, sweetheart, and she was a first-time visitor. I said, listen, I would love to have had her there because she was one of my daughters in the gospel. I met her at a Bible study when she was in high school, when she was young. And uh, I told her, I said, baby, you can't stay, okay? Your temperature's high. It was more than, what, two, three? It was over 100, 103. And I said, listen, babe, you, you might be sick and you may be asymptomatic, but right now for the protection of all the other people, you cannot come. But that's the only occasion that we ever had and if you come to our church services at 9815 South Vermont, every Saturday morning at 930, I'm taping on YouTube. We will take your temperature. The, the sanctuary is big enough for us to socially uh, uh, distance you from everybody. 
Okay, and you will get the word live just like it is not right now. It's live. The, the anointing is on me because I was kind of sleepy before. The <laughs> I have another friend here in the studio who we're going to get to him in a little bit. He called me, man. I had just woke up. I throw my clothes up in the air and we're going to do some podcasts for the National Football League Players Association while we're here in the studio. But guess what? We never had the occasion of anybody being sick. Nobody ever in all these different outreaches that we have. All the churches that I've gone to, all the stores, none of that, nobody has ever gotten sick from Corvid, COVID, Corvid, Alpha, Beta, Delta, Omeron, whatever. We ain't had no SARS. We had nobody with pneumonia. We had nobody with whooping cough. They got all these vaccines out here. And, they, and somebody needs to tell people that Jesus is your vaccine. The Holy Spirit will vaccinate you with his anointing that destroys every yoke and removes every burden. Okay? That's what I want to say. So all those people that sat at the faith dome, he said, wow. He said, that's a minuscule amount. So I don't know how many people was there, but I perceive that it was somewhere between five and ten people who said they have reached the abundant life, which means all of their natural needs are met, their bills are paid, and they have plenty more that they put in the store every week. Dr. Price was the model for that. He said in the word, okay, I have attained it. How many of you who heard that message have attained them? He said, not trying to get there, not almost there, but are there. In other words, his house was paid for. Two Rolls Royces was paid for. Uh, he didn't have it. He, was, he wasn't a jet, jet setter, so I don't think he had a jet at that point. He would have told the people. But what was that? Constantly seeking God, constantly seeking the word, meditating the word. Because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, it's a new life. There's a whole new life that you can enter into. It's called kingdom participation. Read verse 6 for me. Matthew 16, 6. And he saith unto them, Be not affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold, the place where they laid him. But go your way, tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him as he said unto you. As he said unto you. So, and he was telling them, and I'm, I'm constantly reading, meditating, reading, studying, and meditating the scripture constantly. Anybody who knows me, I'm spending two to three hours a day. And then I have all these other, we have the Pro Players North America. We have Warden National Corporation, which is responsible for teaching ethics in, in the school systems. Pro Players North America is a, is a group, uh, 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 a nonprofit guy gave me as the president of the National Football League Players Association. We could not raise money through any vehicle that they had. So the director told me, he said, start your own nonprofit. And many of the, the, the it's, it's a fraternity of ex-players, National Football League retired players, and, and normally wherever they have a, a, a football team there, they have they have a location there. So this is the National Football League Players Association, Los Angeles chapter. They have a chapter there. So I started Pro Players North America. Why? Because I have compassion, and I want to reach people, primarily kids, young people. On February 15, uh, 2021, we had – Oh, February 20, was it 20? Man, my time is flying. February 15, 2020, okay, we had uh, uh, a football camp, a free football camp. 
Now, we could have charged people to come, and I told them, I said, listen, we're not charging nobody. I said, you got all these nine football players, these coaches at these parts charging these kids $100 an hour to run them through some cones. You Listen, the kid didn't even need that. They could go on YouTube and look at how to run through cones and do football drills, and it'll come right up. And the mothers was paying these people one. I said, listen, we're not charging them. We can't. Okay. None of them people got sick. Now, guess what? COVID, COVID was already here. Nobody from there reported sick. Because I pray and because the anointing, when God gives me a direction to do something, I do it. It's his responsibility to take care of me and to take care of any um, fear, doubt, unbelief, witchcraft, or rebellion that operates through people. You know, because you got haters out there. Whenever you're trying to do something good, Jesus said persecution will come. People going to hate you. And people really hate me because I am not religious and I'm throwing uh, hellfire and brimstone on religious church activities, which is not productive. All of those people that sat in the faith dome, okay, that were sitting in the faith dome, that had heard that they're religious. They never came to to a place where the spirit they had access to to the spirit in their in their in their close relationship. It was just a religious experience. Oh, I go to the faith dome. Whoop de woo! Look at us. We're the first black church to have a a, a a sanctuary this big, and we'll look at our pastor. He's rich and famous, and that blah 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 blah. But what did that do for you? Nothing if you didn't apply the word. So the pandemic has forced people to get to a place where you're either going to apply the word or apply the word, enter into the grace of God, okay, enter into the love of God and the precious communion of the Holy Spirit, or you're going to be part of the system, you're going to be at the dictate of Satan, and you're going to be looking at yourself in the mirror saying, what the hell happened? Satan's system self. If you're not going to choose Jesus Christ and you're not going to make this thing real, okay, then that's your alternative. It's the world system. And they ain't got no alternatives. You don't believe me? Just get really sick and go to the doctor today. They do not even want to see you. They They don't want you waiting in the waiting room. Can I tell the truth? Some of the doctors are scared because, you know, the doctors and nurses and attendants, they getting sick with COVID, okay? And then they got to go home and, and through all that fear and the spread of the disease, they pe- their people in their houses are getting sick. Why? They are afraid. There's no faith in God. Keep reading, my lovely. Mark 16, 7. But go your way, tell the disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him as he said unto you. And they went out quickly and fled from the sepulcher, for they trembled and were amazed Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. The gospel will amaze you. See, key scripture here, the Bible said Jesus went before them. See, whatever he told you to do, or he gives you an unction or an idea, okay, the way you activate the gospel in you, there's an idea or an unction, a command God gives you. Just like she went out and she got an unction from the Holy Spirit. We were talking about it one day. I said, oh, you know, when they have those, the, the, the testing sites, that's a great place to lead people to the Lord. And she activated that right away. 
Okay. Now, who who gets the credit for that? God gets the credit for it, but it's the Holy Spirit in me and her that's leading people to get low. I, there's not a week that goes by that outside the church, outside of all religious activities, and I hate to say spiritual activities, but when you say religion, I go to church. Okay. Outside of all of our church services, okay, nobody has gotten sick. But when we show up there every week, there are people that got saved. Some of them got filled with the spirit and I'm making a call for that. And we're going to make a call in just a few minutes. We're not going to end this show, spend this money for media, like 99% of all the gospel shows on TV and not lead people to the Lord. They need God. God has to have access to them. Go ahead. Verse nine. Now, when Jesus was risen Early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. After that, he appeared unto another form and to two of them as they walked and went into the country. What form did he appear in? The glorious form. That glory was on him. That glory was so bright. They didn't even, these are people that had been with him the entire three and a half years. And many of them have known him even before he went into ministry. Okay. And they, he's walking beside them and talking and they don't even comprehend who he is. Keep reading. Verse 13. And they went and told it unto the residue, neither believed they them. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. Radical evangelism. They didn't believe the testimony of Jesus Christ. And see, that's, that's, the, that's the real problem. The hardness of heart not to believe the testimony of Jesus Christ. Keep going. Verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. To, wait a minute. Selah, to every creature. Now, I know everybody's not called to be apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist, okay? But you have, in, if you go to 1 Corinthians 4 or 2 Corinthians 4, I would have to look it up right now, but guess what? It says that everybody, you have been reconciled to Christ and you have a ministry of reconciliation, which means you need to be doing something that is gospel motivated to outreach to people to bring them to Christ or to show them the love of God and to lead them into the compassionate uh, presence of the Holy Spirit. Keep reading. Verse 16. He that believeth is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in the name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Okay, stop right there. There's another point. Boy, talk about, listen, I prayed in, I, the last two mornings I've been up around 4 o'clock just waking up out of sleep. And I normally get up around 3.30 to relieve myself because I drink a lot of water. And by the 3.30, my kidneys is, is in ran that water up. My bladder gets full, so I go to the restroom. But these last two mornings, I haven't been able to go to sleep. I, I, I got up this morning. I was sitting there on the side of the bed. I was like, oh, man, what time is it? 3.45? Oh, no. Uh-uh. And I was thinking, uh-uh, Lord. <laughs> Can I tell the truth? Because I wasn't ready to get up. <clears throat> but I got on up and started getting um, some, some a hot drink together. I started washing clothes. All the while, I was praying in the Spirit. Okay? Praying in the Spirit builds up your most holy faith, and you download the supernatural. 
Keep reading. Verse 18. They shall take up serpents if they drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them, and they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Corvid, get out. He said nothing by no means shall ever hurt you. But do we believe that? Keep going. Verse 19. So then after the Lord has spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. With signs following. They just simply went out. This doesn't say that they had to be an apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher. She, she said they, she went and gave the apostles who started out as servants, then they became friends. If you go through Luke and you'll see the progression, and then they became apostles after near the end of the three and a half year period just before, and he anointed them to go out. And they said signs, miracles, and wonders. But guess what? What about the other 120? What about the other 120 that was in that upper room that supported him and followed him? You'll see if you go to, I think it's Luke chapter 8, 9, 10, and 11, there were 70 people that were on his ministry team that he sent out before he went into a city. So when he got there, the atmosphere through prayer and participation and numbers of people, they had canvassed the city and prayed. So when he got there, miracles was happening. And what I would have been saying, the Lord is coming. Y'all best to get it ready because the Lord of glory is here. He's coming down the road. And you wonder how come he had all these people around him because he had a ministry team. And see, nobody talks about that. People just read this book like it's a comic book. But right now we want to get to the place where we uh, receive an altar call. Go ahead. Go ahead, sweetheart. Um, your promises in Romans 9, 10, 9 and 10. And it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus in your heart and that God had raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. So if you repeat this after me, um, dear God, forgive me for my sins. I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus, come into my heart, live inside of me. Fill me with your power overflowing. Amen. This is the Apostle and Prophet Chris Ward. This is the Voice of Dominion. Call me at 424-261-3208. Love to hear from you. We love you with the love of the Lord. Come visit us at 9815 South Vermont Avenue. 